Why, hello there, sports fan. I'm Imogen. And I'm Emil. And together we host Stuff's daily news podcast, Newsable. Each day we take a look at what's happening in the world. And we bring you what's worth talking about. If you haven't followed us yet, search for Newsable in your favourite podcast player. In the meantime, our wee gift to you, because we know you love sport. Super Rugby final this weekend, so who does Sir Graham Henry reckon is going to win? If you like what you're hearing, and I'm so sure you do, make sure you find and follow Newsable. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, well, the Super Rugby final is coming up this weekend, Saturday night, in the metropolis of Hamilton. Yeah, the city of the future, I believe. It's an all-Kiwi affair, Crusaders v Chiefs, in what should be a positively bruising encounter. Both teams are saying farewells to some players and the Crusaders to legendary coach Scott Robertson. And with us now to preview the game is World Cup winning former coach Sir Graham Henry. Kia ora, Graham. Who's going to win? Could this be the year we see the trophy ripped away from the Crusaders? Well, I think that's why it's such a great game. We're not sure who's going to win, are we? The the Chiefs have been the front runners all season. I think they're finding being front runners a wee bit difficult. They haven't had that experience before. Mm. So their last two games, they've struggled a bit. And the Crusaders have hit form at the right time. So they've got huge momentum. Played brilliantly against the Blues, I thought, last week. And so maybe they are, they're the favourites going into this. They've got, they've got history. They've got a lot of titles. They know what it's like to win titles. The Chiefs haven't had that same experience. So maybe they're the, they're the favourites going in. Graham, what are the key pressure points for you, the, the thematic matchups that you think will decide the game? Oh, I think the first 20 minutes might decide the game. You know, I think the Crusaders um, come out of the blocks. Uh, very well, you know, they were they were hugely dominant against the Blues uh, last weekend um, and they started so well the Blues couldn't hang on to them. So I think, you know, that if the Chiefs are going to be in the game, they're going to have to start equally as well. It comes back to really down to who, who can dominate up front and mm-hmm. set a platform. You know, they've both got uh, outstanding 5.8s, Richie Mawanga and Damien McKenzie, so... They've got quality guys behind the room. The ship is just who's going to provide the platform up front that's going to be best, I guess. What's been your assessment of the season in the widest state of rugby here in Australia and in the Pacific? Oh, I think we've had some great games, but we've had some mismatches as well. And I see that New Zealand and Australia rugby are looking at having a separate organisation to run super rugby and have a draft system. I think, you know, having even teams is very important and some of the teams haven't been that competitive because they simply haven't got the players to be competitive. So I think that's a good step in the right direction going forward and there's a lot of talk about that right now. Uh, some of the big games have been great and it'll be a fantastic game in the weekend. So just evening up the competition so you get even fixtures most weekends and you're not sure who's going to win and I think that that makes it hugely interesting and, and draws in the fans. That's a really interesting point, Sir Graham, because we talked to Steve Hansen last week, and he he said similar things about this. Mm. That um, you know, for the health of the game, 
uh, this sort of rugby, not club rugby, but sort of super rugby, franchise rugby, needs to move to what I guess you might describe as kind of like a more market-based economy where there is more player trading, maybe something more similar to the, the Premier League or, or even the NRL. What, what do you make of that? I agree. I think there should be a trading system, if you like, uh, to make sure that the sides are reasonably even. If you look at the at the um, contract finance for each team, there's quite a big difference between, say, the, the Crusaders and the Highlanders. Probably, you know, I'm not sure what that figure would be, but it'd be very significant. And then, then that reflects the quality of the two sides. So having equal finance for each team... Uh, going forward so that results in pretty even competitions. I think it'll be a very positive thing. What did you make of Ian Foster's squad for the rugby championship? Oh, I think it was very good. You know, I I um, agreed with the majority. Not that it's important that I agree, but I think... <laughs> I think uh, the majority of the um, of the public who are into rugby and the media uh, would agree it's a pretty strong side. Like there's a huge amount of experience in there, and also some some very good young players have been introduced. So I, I think it's a very good team. You know, you feel feel sorry for one or two guys, which is which happens every year. Like Brad Weber, uh, I notice he's getting quite a bit of media attention, but he's a guy that sparks teams. He's he's a He's a great guy to have in the group. He's also a very talented footballer and he's got a lot of experience. So now for Brad to miss out, I think, is, is a bit disappointing. Sean Stevenson's probably been one of the the big players of the Super super Rugby season. Um, I think he might be the leading try scorer. I could be wrong there. Um, but he's had a big year for the Chiefs at fullback and, and hasn't made the original 35. I see he's a replacement for Mark Talia, who's injured, but, you know, he's had a big year. So you feel for those two guys and probably one or two others. Um, but in general, I think he's the, the team that the selectors have chosen is, looks very good. You know, Dallas McLeod, I think, is a big selection. Uh, he's a new player who people didn't expect to get in, but, you know, he's he's a big boy. He's got, big, he's got good skills and he's quick and he's got a high work rate. And he's, and he's got utility value. So, you know, he can play in the centres, he can play on the wing, as he's shown for the Crusaders. That utility value is, is, is big. I can see why what why they're interested in Dallas McLeod. So, Graham, when you look ahead to the World Cup, I, like, I, I find myself very excited about, about this year's World Cup because I don't think any team is really standing head and shoulders above any other at this at this point in time. Like, who do you make favourites right now? Oh, the Irish and the French are the favourites. There's no doubt about that. You know, they're... They've beaten the All Blacks in recent times. Um, the Irish are Six Nations champions. The French are scary. They've got a yeah. <laughs> they've got a big team and a and a and a very strong side, and they're playing at home. The challenge for those two teams, I think, is they've never won it, mm-hmm. and the Irish have never got past the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. So, so there'll be a lot of pressure on them to change that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the French are playing at home, and that'll create its own pressures. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I think we've got a good chance. You know, we've got, well, I think we've got a strong, strong group of players. And when they get down to the 33, there'll be a few guys come back from injury who haven't been considered for this original squad. So it'll be a really competitive squad, I would imagine. Um, so, you know, I'm I'm quietly confident we'll do the business. Just to follow up on that, that point about playing at home, you know, you, you were coaching the All Blacks in 2011, of course, when we won it at home. And I'm curious about that because ho- people always talk about home ground advantage, 
But when you haven't won the World Cup in 24 years and you've been the best team in the world for a, a solid part of that, talk to me a bit about the pressure that your team faced in 2011 and the tipping point. Did that become unproductive at any point? No, not really. Our, our biggest challenge was injury. Uh, we had injuries to key players and trying to find replacements in key positions was our major challenge. Like we lost Dan Carter before the final started, before the quarterfinal. And then we lost um, his replacement. I'm just trying to... Uh, Colin Slade. So we lost Colin Slade. Raywan is just helping me here. She was asleep at the time. So. <laughs> Colin Slade, and then we lost Aaron Cruden, who was a replacement for Daniel. So then Steve Donald finished up playing. So, and Richie McCall played with a broken foot. So they were, those were the challenges of 211, just staying focused under pressure because you're, you're losing key players through injury. Kia ora, I'm Adam Blair. I played the great game of rugby league for the Storm, Tigers, Broncos and the Mighty Warriors. And I'm Goran Paladin, sports presenter and rugby league fanatic. I won a World Cup too. I played 51 tests for New Zealand. Yeah, he's a national treasure, people. Come on. Blairy and I, we're joining forces for a brand new rugby league podcast called League of Our Own. Each week we talk Kiwis across the NRL and of course everything was. All the big names, the big stories. And some of my own stories too. Well, if we can make them fit. We'll make time. Okay. League of Our Own with Blairy and Goran. Debut ep dropping on Wednesday afternoon and every Wednesday after that. You can listen through stuff.co.nz or wherever you get your podcasts. Proudly brought to you by Snap Rentals. Mate, your your stories are way too long, eh? Nah, we've got to take them on a journey. <laughs> oh, the journey. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Looking past the World Cup, is Scott Robertson the man to take the All Blacks into the next era? It's unbelievable, really. And I don't know what the, what the figures are. They're astronomical, but the number of championships the Crusaders have won and he's been at the helm for the last four or five, six years, so, and they've won just about everything. So he deserves the opportunity big time, and, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do with the All Blacks. Do you think that this could be a tricky transition in that, uh, you know, you took over in 2004, uh, Steve Hansen was a part of your team, Steve took over from you, Ian Foster was a part of Steve's team, Foster took over from Steve. Razor is not a part of, of Ian Foster's uh, backroom team. Do you think there could be a, a, a cultural shift that might be difficult for Razor to, to, to navigate here? No, not at all. No, I think Fozzie's doing a great job and, and hopefully it all finishes very well for him. And, um, you know, we just got to get on. And, and, and Scott can't do anything more than he's done. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's proved that he's, um, he's very good at what he does and he's got a good team to, to work with. So they're very experienced rugby coaches. Uh, so he's he's got a very strong coaching team. There's a few guys leaving, which always happens at the end of a cycle. There's quite a few players who are going overseas to play rugby, but that's that's typical of a, of a World Cup cycle. Mm-hmm. You usually lose quite a number of players at the end of a rugby World Cup and then start rebuilding again. But I think that'll be that'll be exciting, refreshing, and and a good good team of coaches to use those exciting, refreshing players and mould them into a team. So I think it's very exciting. I think it's exciting this year for Fozzie, mm. and I think it's exciting going forward for, 
the Teresa. On a scale of one to ten, how excited are you for this weekend's game? Oh, I think it'll be a great game. Uh, these these big games are fantastic, and just it's a pity that the competition doesn't have more of them. But um, like they've got the two best teams. There's no doubt about that. You know, the, the Chiefs will be in the front rather than all all season. As I said, I think they might be finding being the front runner a difficult mental exercise. Um, and you got the Crusaders with who have got the momentum and playing playing superbly. You know, their, their game against the the Blues last week was was faultless. I thought they were absolutely enormous last week. So. Um, you know, I think it would be a great game. So, Graham Henry, thank you so much for your time. Pleasure. All the best. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of Newsable. If you liked it, there's plenty more where that came from. Every morning, in fact, when we drop fresh episodes for your listening pleasure. To get those, just hop onto your favourite podcast platform, search for Newsable, give us a follow, and we will personally deliver you the latest news, views, and funny ha-has every weekday and Saturdays. We have a break on Sundays. We can't keep up the funnies seven days a week. It's tiring. For now, though, go and sign up, and we'll see you right back here pretty soon. Prepare for an unfiltered journey through the harsh realities of infertility. My name's Nadine Higgins. I'm a broadcaster, a journalist, and I've been trying to make a baby with my husband. That's me. I'm Dan. And we reckon infertility is lonely enough without making it a dirty little secret. In The Human Race with Dan and Nadine Higgins, we share raw and unvarnished stories of couples who have faced the brutal truth of infertility. Unless you've been in it, it's, it's really tough and really lonely. Yeah, and also, this is really weird, but baby showers, you don't need to open the presents in front of everyone. Confronting the harsh reality that not every story has a happy ending. This very blunt, abrasive doctor who I had, you know, had not seen before, who delivered the news, just like, you'll probably never have a natural period again and you'll probably never have a baby. The Human Race, where we share the untold stories of couples in the race of their lives to create a life. I feel like I nearly missed out and I got to do it. And so I feel really lucky. So it's been incredibly positive. Listen today at stuff.co.nz slash the human race or wherever you get your podcasts. The Human Race is proudly brought to you by Elevate.